<coughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode negative 18 of Daniel K's Let's Plays, the internet's premier audio-only video game Let's Playing podcast, which uh, <laughs> is uh, which is proof that any idea, no matter how bad, will ultimately be realised by humanity and all its follies. Um, today I have a very special game for you. It might be the start of a series of games that I want to play. I'm going to play Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon, released in 1993. It's a game that I played a lot as a very young child. It's kind of like a, a protoplasmic uh, kid's version of a point-and-click adventure game. I don't really remember a great deal about it, except for like the noises and some of the characters and uh, scenes that Putt-Putt explores. But uh, yeah, 1993, point-and-click adventure game for kids. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that this is something that you too played as a child, so that when you hear all the sound effects and uh, and when I describe the situations, you'll go, "Oh my gosh, wow! Oh wow!" I'm, I'm, you know, and you'll feel all kinds of things inside you. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, I guess the most shallow of nostalgia mining, but uh, don't mind that. Uh, let's just come on with me as I play Putt Putt Goes to the Moon. Um, and like I said, this might be the first in a series of games. There's things like Freddy Fish, which I played a lot as a kid as well, which is in the same vein. It might even be by the same company. I'm not 100% certain of that. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different uh, games in the Putt Putt series, and there's a few other series uh, that run concurrent and are similar, and which I also played, and hopefully you did too. Um... I got the idea to play this game from, uh, from, well, from a conversation with the It's a Duck Blur uh, podcast Twitter account. I think it was Sarah I was talking to. It sounded like Sarah. She said Sarah-ish things. Although maybe it was Michael. Who knows? It's a mystery. Um, yeah. Or rewrite history. But yeah, they, they pointed out uh, that... Uh, Freddy Fish was a game which came out in 1994 and I was like, Freddy Fish? Where have I heard that before? And then one quick Google search later I was on the floor of my kitchen um, overcome by memories from my young childhood. Uh, So yeah, get ready to be floored by random noises and descriptions of a video game because I'm about to hit play on Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon. Ooh. The sound is slightly shitty. Oh. No, there we go. That's not bad. Putt-Putt goes to the moon as the title screen. 1993. Oh, here comes Putt-Putt. Little purple, little purple car, convertible. A little sort of pickle-shaped car. Rolling down the hills. Here he is in the foreground now, driving past. There we are. And we're playing the game. Hi, I'm Putt-Putt. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh. Pep. I bet this is going to be a great day. Mr. Firebird. Oh, that was Pep the dog. Pep the dog is barking at a butterfly. Pep, did you say, or Peppy? Uh, Peppy has connotations of uh, alt-right frogs these days. Uh, but when I hear Peppy, I think of Giuseppe, uh, which is the sort of Corinthian, Austrian, Italian... Uh, long form with the name Joseph or, or, or Josip or whatever uh, yeah I have someone very close to me with that name um, <laughs> okay so I'm looking at uh, basically a heads up display which is like car themed 
um, I see some buttons I can press. It's set up like a, basically like the dashboard of a car. What looks like a horn here. There we are. I can I can honk the horn. I hope you can hear that properly. And what else? There's a little uh, speedometer here. Oh, and I click it. Makes a little viz noise. There's a radio. So this is okay. Clicking on the radio played the uh, the um, you know what you call it when the a thing uh, exposition played some exposition for me. So Mr. Firebird, oh, I guess that's actually a car pun, isn't it? I wonder if this character will be like a car character. Anyway, I should describe the screen I'm in. Uh, I'm in a nice sort of rural. I guess rural, it's a small country road, there's some beautiful green trees in the background, there's a happy smiling sun up in the sky. Let's see what happens if I click the sun. Oh, he giggles. There's a trash can here by a white picket fence, gonna click the trash can. Oh, a cat has jumped out of the trash can. Um, I should I should fully describe the screen before I uh, fuck about with it like I have been. There's a big sign saying fireworks factory and the sign is in the shape of an arrow pointing to the right. Uh, and if I move my cursor to the right, I'm given the option to go to the next screen. Uh, but perched on this sign, there's a butterfly which Peppy the dog was barking at. So let's click on the butterfly. Oh, it is flowing away. There is now no more butterfly. Well, children, welcome to the concept of loss. Maybe if I drag the dog, which is in my inventory here, down in the bottom right of my screen, onto the butterfly, I would have had a different thing happen. Uh, let's click on the white picket fence. Oh, that's unusual. Oh, it does something different the second time. So the, the uh, what are they, the tines, the posts, the fence posts, they sort of jump up and down in an interesting fashion. Uh, that's my gas gauge. Oh, they just clicked on uh, Putt-Putt's gas gauge by mistake. Um, let's click on the trees. Okay. Some Christmas lights light up on one of the trees. For no reason. This is in no way Christmas themed, this video game. So I guess the uh, whoever made the game was just sitting in their, their shitty little office going, huh, what can we do when they click a tree? I can't be bothered animating a tree, making the tree move in any way. That's too much work. I just, I guess I'll have some spots appear on one of the trees as if it's got lights on. You know how trees sometimes have lights on? Um, let's click on this cat and then I'll get moving. Uh-huh. So let's do that again. Oh! <laughs> okay. When I did it again, Putt-Putt's antenna, which is freakishly long and, like, tendril-like, sprang out from his back, of all places, and uh, petted the cat. I was expecting it just to play that meow-meow sound again. What happens if I do it a third time? Oh, a different meow. Oh, now it's licking its paw. So different things happen each time you click. Oh, that was four meows. How many? This, that's like four unique things that this cat does when you click it. Let's try again. Ah! Oh, and now it's bounced and it's gone back in the bin. Holy shit! This game is deep as fuck. I had no idea. Does everything do lots of stuff? What happens if I click on the sun? Not the same giggle. Oh, and then the sun rotated around. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Quick, let's get the fuck out of here before it's uh, ultraviolet rays and radiation destroys <laughs> destroys the world. Okay, I've moved on to the next panel, the next screen. Ah, here's the fireworks factory. Uh, what happens if I click on myself on Putt Putt? I better hurry over to the fireworks factory. Okay, I get exposition if I click on myself. That's how it works in real life too. Try it out. 
Okay, so I'm uh, looking over some nice green hills down to a big factory. There's not much to click on here except for a sign which says fireworks factory, which I'll click on now. It says fireworks factory. Nice. I wonder who did the voice of Putt-Putt. Um, editor, edit in who did the voice now and if there's anything interesting about them. It's me, Daniel K. Uh, I've just been editing uh, this episode. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry about that, listeners. I had to pause because... Uh, Another parent came into this little parent's lounge where I'm sitting down at 8 past 8 p.m. on a Monday evening to get some dinner out of the parent's lounge communal fridge, and I didn't want to record a podcast in front of him. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I've just been editing the podcast, and I got up to the bit where uh, I had the pleasure of listening to myself ask me to do some work, and the work was to... Uh, research who was the voice of Putt Putt and I've done that now so I'll present to you my findings how about that feeling excited about it I hope so so Putt Putt was voiced by a child actor named Jason Ellefson for the first eight Putt Putt games Um, Jason Ellefson was born in Seattle uh, and he's now a producer in Los Angeles Uh, so a child actor in 1993 Makes him a little bit older than me, but not much. I was born in 1990, um, and now this guy is in Los Angeles. I couldn't really find anything, you know, really like hot, interesting on him. You know, he hasn't, he's not died or committed some incredible felony or anything like that. But I did find him on Twitter. Uh, he joined. Where are we? 23rd of June, 2009. Uh, his most recent tweet was on the 20th of April 2012 uh, and he's tweeted it a total of 16 times he's got his following 14 people mostly models and some TV executives and producers in Los Angeles he's got 134 followers so I've got more followers than the voice of Putt Putt uh, his first tweet uh, 23rd of June 2009 filming a new web series titled Pink Slip one one like, no retweets, no replies. His next tweet, 30th of June 2009, finished filming web series Pink Slip, was amazing. No likes. Uh, and then on the 28th of August 2011, so two years later, I'm back on Twitter, baby! Three exclamation marks, no likes, no retweets. Uh, and then... Uh, that was just another four or five tweets in September. Uh, and then a couple in 2012. And then that's it. So uh, he's now got uh, one more follower. That's me, Dan. I'm following this guy, Jason Ellison. Because um, it's the voice of fucking Putt-Putt. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. This guy should be, like, 
a massive celebrity or something. He should be a Will Wheaton-style megastar hosting his own nerdist bullshit, whatever. Um, but mostly his followers, I've looked, all his followers are like robots or uh, companies spruiking their product or Little B, the base god. Or there's one or two people who are, like me, fans of Putt-Putt. One or two are such big fans of Putt-Putt that in their bio, they say things like, huge fan of Putt-Putt. Or one was, hi, I'm the only female member of a uh, of a humongous entertainment fan club community. That was her bio. Uh, humongous entertainers who did Putt-Putt. So, yeah, I hope this has been informative for you. Um, go ahead and follow Jason Ellison. Uh, there are a few more Putt-Putt games uh, which came out after he finished working with Humongous Entertainment. I guess because his voice got too deep as he got more and more uh, grown up into a TV producing man. Uh, and the voice actor they got to uh, replace him was named Nancy Cartwright. Um, I haven't looked up what she's done. I can't imagine it's much else because, you know, if you're looking for a voice actor for Putt-Putt number nine, you're not going to get any big names, are you? Anyway, thanks. This has been Daniel K. editing the podcast. Uh, back to the podcast with Daniel K. playing the game. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Be nice to each other, and especially to me. Bye-bye, everyone. See ya. Thanks, editor. Good on you. Okay, finally there's a fence post to click on. Oh shit, what is that? A weird kind of brown gecko thing just popped its head up from above the fence post. The fence post is right in the foreground here, so it's quite close to me. Chilling, terrifying really. Let's try again. Oh, a different coloured gecko, but the same animation. Fuck, that's lazy. Now it's red. There was the yellow one. Oh, red one again. Come on, man. Green one, a green gecko. That's lazy. Finally, there's a cloud. I click on the cloud. No, nothing happens when I click on the cloud. All right, it's time to go. Yeah. Time to go to the fireworks factory. I'm driving off now. Oh, yep. Fireworks factory doors have opened and Putt-Putt has driven towards them. Here we are inside the factory. Ah, shit. This must be Mr. Thunderbird. Hi, Mr. Firebird. Mr. Firebird. Oh, God. Okay, I've just boosted up the volume slightly. I'm worried it's not loud enough. Uh, Mr. Th- Mr. Firebird's mouth animation is ridiculous. He looks like he's... Uh, yeah, it's got a big rubber mouth and the lower the lower lip protrudes, protrudes out like crazy. I don't know what they were thinking when they animated that. Okay, so Putt-Putt has been led by Mr. Firebird to a conveyor belt with all kinds of crazy contraptions above it. Uh, I guess I'm going to click on one of these contraptions and see if some stuff pours out onto the conveyor belt, which is what it looks like might happen. Oh! Okay. Bright stars, says Putt-Putt. So a base plate, by the looks of it, or like like the bottom part of a rocket, uh, has just popped onto the conveyor belt, and some stuff has been squirted into it. Putt-Putt says bright stars. I guess some stars have been put into the rocket. So let's move on to the next contraption. Oh! Squiggly worms are my favourite. They're neat. Squiggly worms. 
Okay. Maybe we're getting like a candy treat or something and that's what's happening. I thought, I thought honestly that we were building a rocket which would take us to the moon. Maybe we're just getting some sweets before the journey. Alright, the third and final contraption I'm going to click on to see what comes out. Those hearts are sure pretty. Some love hearts fell into this kind of weird... It looks like a... I guess now that I look at it, it looks like an orange bowl. I thought maybe the top half of a rocket would would have been screwed onto it, but conceivably it could just be a lolly cup. Um, Alright, I guess I'm done. Where's the done button? Just... Oh, shit. I just got an extra load of, um, of hearts. Alright, I'm just clicking around. Come on. Oh, yep. Oh, shit! Some, like... Oh, yeah! Holy fuck! Okay, yeah. Uh, a nose cone just... Uh, <laughs> just got plopped onto the top of it. Ah, oh, I'm a fucking moron! This is a firework, not a rocket! And all those things were, like, the, the phosphorescence. Oh, that's nice. Okay, I gotta describe what just happened. So the machine finished building this thing, which turned into turned out to be a firework. Like, of course, I'm in a fireworks factory. I'm a fucking moron. Um, maybe I need more of this delicious white wine. <laughs> yeah. So what I thought was a bowl of candies, it got a nose cone stuck on it, and I got fired up into the sky, and I got to watch the explosion. And yeah, it was wiggly worms, it was stars, and it was hearts. All exactly the same things that I had put into the uh, into the rocket. Uh, something I'm not super happy about, it's broad daylight outside. That would not have been as impressive as it was displayed as being in this video game for children. So, well, this is boring. I don't want to do this again. Let's see what happens if I talk to Mr. Firebird. Just show me what you want to do. Yeah, I want to go to the moon. All right, let's leave this screen. I go back to near the entrance of the factory where I entered. Here we are. So there's a big window here, and I can see the butterfly is outside the window trying to get in, I guess. I'm going to click on it. Oh, I've just opened the window. What a pretty butterfly. Ah. Oh, shit. Oh, no, the butterfly... The butterfly has just landed on the lever. Peppy the dog jumped on the butterfly and pulled the lever. Oh, no, says... (laughs) Shit. An enormous rocket has come out. It's flying around the screen. Looks like a gigantic firework. Oh, it's getting awfully close to... Yeah. The rocket has scooped up Putt-Putt. Putt-Putt has exploded out of the roof and is uh, flying through the air. Ah, and now we're zoomed out. Uh, We can see the Earth. Putt-Putt has reached space. Yeah, Pep is the dog's name. And Pep uh, miraculously has a spacesuit, or at least a helmet, on now. Uh, we just narrowly avoided... Oh, shit. A satellite? Oh, when I clicked on the satellite... Oh, there's like an alien dog flying past. Let's click on him. Maybe it's supposed to be an alien cat. Yeah, it says meow. Okay. When I clicked on it a second time, it turned into Super Cat. A superhero. There's a UFO which is flying past. Gonna click on the UFO. An alien squid has come out of the bottom of the UFO. Let's use some kind of crazy device to look through at uh, something off screen. I don't know what. Wow, not much of, like, 
And this is just the same satellite which I saw to begin with. When I clicked on it, yeah. Ooh, what is that? Fuck, I don't even know what the hell that was. Like a little metal thing? Okay, we've reached a signpost with a weird alien character on it attached to uh, an asteroid. Oh shit, it's just going to float past us? I thought... Hello, space traveler. There we go. So that's all that happened. The alien said, hello, space traveler. This is fucking weird. Oh, the same ones just floated past again. Okay. Oh, listeners. Okay. Time to turn down the volume a little bit and just talk to you. Ah, oh, I'm a fucking moron. I've just moved my cursor over to the right side of the screen and I'm given the option to progress onwards, like forwards. So in the background, there's just the same three or four items floating past me again and again. Uh, but I'm just wasting time sitting here doing nothing to click on them. Yeah, and this is the third instance of the uh, of the alien on the asteroid with the sign posts. All right, so let's uh, I'll turn the volume back up and let's advance along to the next screen and see what happens. Yep, I'm driving off through space. Ooh, there's the moon. Nice. Yep, putt putt. The little purple car is advancing towards the moon, floating very gently. And Pep the dog in his little space helmet. Ah! Oh, yep, we just came down, both of us, onto the moon. It was very nice and gentle. Oh my goodness, I'm on the moon! <laughs> How will I ever get home? <laughs> they could have had another pass at that. How will I ever get home? Alright, I can see the Earth up in the black night sky. Uh, above this moonscape. Uh, I'm in a field of enormous craters. There's one conspicuous-looking rock, which I bet I can go over and touch. Uh, there's nothing on the left of screen. I can't go anywhere to the left, but if I move the cursor over to the right, I can advance, but I won't do that yet. First, I'll click on the Earth. Ah, it just grew eyes and winked at me. And again? Yep, it's just done the same thing again. All right, let's click on this crater here. Oh, it's filled with purple goo. Okay, I clicked on a rock, and it's floated up in the air. And now it's bouncing up and down like it's made of rubber. Okay, I was kind of hoping... I remember this game being more of a, like... I don't know. More of a point-and-click adventure. What this is is just a series of images which are interactive. I'm slowly <laughs> becoming quite disheartened with this game. Um, so there's like, what, five or six different craters here. Are they all going to just fill up with weird coloured liquid? Oh no, that one a crazy alien bird flew out of, and now it's just flowing off screen. I'm going to click on this other rock. That rock has also floated up into the air. Is it going to bounce like the other one? Yeah, it's bouncing like it's made of rubber. I don't think it was the same animation, so... I mean, I would praise them for not being lazy, but frankly it was a waste of time to do the same thing twice. Oh, little alien pops out of that crater. Let's see what's up with this crater. Oh, a huge, like, tentacle covered in spikes with a nose on the end popped out of that one. It was green with yellow spikes. Oh, there's a little... Okay, a crater way off in the distance I clicked on, and an enormous eye poked out and looked around. Uh, another crater in the distance I click on. Oh, some smoke came out of. The very last crater way off, far away in the distance I'm going to click on. Oh, 
Yep, a giant purple alien with three eyes popped out. There's some mountains in the background. Nothing happens when I click on them. Let's advance, shall we? Hopefully there'll be some kind of, like... I don't know. I'll have to find an item and, and give it to a person. That would be nice. Do you know the way back to Earth? We're talking to a family of mice. Okay, so the family of mice said, We can't help you, we're from Kansas. Okay, Putt-Putt has taken their advice. Yeah, he just tried to launch off a rock. It's like a tiny, slightly slanted rock. He did his best to drive up it like a ramp to uh, fly off into space and then back to Earth. But he just plopped back down, because it's a tiny rock, really. What a moron. Oh, that was interesting. Uh, uh, uh... A strange pink coral-like thing grew out of a crater when I clicked on it. There's another crater here I can click on. Ooh, a big yellow line has come out of that one. Oh, there's another crater over here. Yep, big red shape has come out of that one. Fuck, these are getting more and more boring. Yep, some multicolored strands came out of that one. Oh, one of the little Kansas mice uh, popped out and took a photo. They're like tourists. They've got cameras and stuff. All right, let's move on. Because there's nothing here except for, for some craters. Yeah. Oh, I can click on this rock. Maybe I can try and launch off it again. Let's see what happens. Yep, he's trying to drive up it again. And just like last time, he failed. Let's see what happens if we talk to Peppy, who's sitting here in our inventory. I guess Pep is his, his name, really. Yep. So Pep pokes his head out of uh, Putt-Putt's back and says, row, row. Let's move on. Ooh. Oh, shit, what was that? Hmm, yeah, it is weird, pup, pup. Uh So ahead of me is what looks like an enormous ice mountain, and there's a cave on the side of it. But as I was driving up to the cave, over to the left of screen where I just came from, a kind of robot-looking silver car poked its head out and then immediately disappeared. Pup Pup noticed it and said, Ooh, that's weird. So, oh, there's also a path off. So we've got branching paths now. I can either go into the into the uh, cave, or I can go up the path. Uh, if I had a coin, I'd flip a coin. But uh, as I don't, I guess I'll go up the path first, and we'll come back to this cave. <sighs> okay. The path leads to a bridge over a enormous green lake. And there are some uh, warning lights and a big caution sign by this bridge. So let's drive up to the bridge and see what happens if we try and cross. I'm right in the middle of the bridge. Oh, it's cracking. Holy shit, we're going to fall into this uh, <laughs> oh, into this lake. Yeah, we fell in the green lake. Well, I thought it was like acid or something. I thought it was going to be a bad thing if Putt-Putt fell in. But no, it's just floating there in the green lake. Man, that's weird. So I guess I'll click on Putt-Putt. He says, maybe I should call for help. Well, I'm going to honk my horn. There we are. Now the screen is scrolling over. Okay. The uh, robot-looking car has come back and it's just saved us. It turns out it's a moon buggy. I can see the American flag on its side. Oh, and it's repairing the bridge too. Fucking hell. What a nice uh, thing. Yeah, and it's welding the bridge... Uh, to repair it. 
Ooh, and now it's turned around. Who are you? <laughs> oh, Rover is telling us a story. Oh shit, Rover is crying. That's legitimately touching. Alright, so Rover was a moon rover who the astronauts brought over when they visited the moon, but they left him here when they went back to the Earth. Oh, now we're in a little town. Did Rover build this? Oh. Oh shit. Okay. So the craziest shit has happened in front of me. Okay, so I need to talk about what has just happened. So Rover was uh, a moon a moon buggy, which the astronauts brought over to the moon and then abandoned on the moon. And uh, in the story which uh, he showed us, because he sort of played back his memories a little bit, he was legitimately sad and crying as he watched the astronauts uh, fly away in their rocket back to Earth. And honestly, that would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Um, but he says... Uh, all I want is to get back home to Earth. And Putt-Putt says, yeah, I would like that too. And then they're like, hey, I, I, I think I might know how to do it, says Rover. And then they go to this weird little town. There are a couple buildings here. At first I thought maybe Rover had built this town out of scrap and junk that he found on the moon, which would be an interesting, uh, an interesting concept. But no, he led us up to this one building, which looks like some kind of uh, ice creamery. Um, and he said, this looks like a rocket, uh, but it's missing a few parts. And then the sort of door of the rocket opens and this fucking two headed alien pops out. <laughs> it's wearing uh, both heads. One is male, one is female, which is fucking interesting, isn't it? Um, they're both wearing space helmets. So they, I guess they need oxygen or some kind of gas to breathe. And there's not enough of it on the moon. So they're, they're immigrants. They're expats. They come from another place. I guess an alien planet, obviously. And they've moved to the moon. And they need the helmets to breathe in this environment. They've only got two arms. And they're wearing a red space suit. I can't see if they've got legs or not. I wonder what kind of genitals they have. And if they're like a... You know, a dimorphic species like us humans are. What is going on? I guess they can't be because... I don't know. Maybe this is just like a mutant. And this is the one... Like all the other aliens just have one head. And this is the the one the one outcast, ostracized and uh, fled to the moon to start a, a, an ice cream business. Trying to sell ice cream to a car. Uh, but yeah, they're here in their little rocket ship. They have what looks like three ice creams for sale. 
Um, but they, in that little cinematic which you just heard play out, they said, hey, uh, this rocket is for sale, you know. Um, uh, I think they needed ten moon crystals or something like that, and they'd give us the rocket. And then they said, but it's missing some parts. Here's all the parts that it's missing. It was missing a key, a nose cone, uh, a gas, some gas to fuel it, I think. And there was one other thing. Let me just open up the, the note. A steering wheel. Nose cone, key, rocket fuel, steering wheel, and then rocket. Uh, and I need ten moon crystals to buy the rocket off this two-headed alien. Um, good. Well, good. This game just it turned into an actual game. So, I tell you what. Join me again on next episode when we'll actually... Actually, how long have I been going? Maybe I won't stop playing just yet. Close to 30 minutes. All right. Yeah, I'll finish up for now. Uh, join me here again next time when we'll be playing the rest of Pup Pup uh, Goes to the Moon. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much. I hope this was entertaining for you. <laughs> I can't imagine it was the best experience of your life, but, you know, I guess I didn't advertise it as the best experience of your life. It's uh, it's just something to listen to while you're at work or uh, trying to sleep. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to just to get to sleep. Um, there's even a podcast which is specifically designed to be listened to to get you to sleep. It's this guy with the most soporific voice in the world just talking about uh, mundane things. It's called Sleep With Me Podcast. And I recommend that. It really does get you to sleep. Like, I was kind of sceptic of it at first, but yeah, it puts me to sleep really easily. And it's just like telling stories that go nowhere and is talking about... I don't know, things. Mostly, I, I, I don't even get past the ads at the at the start, which he reads, you know, in his normal weird way. But check out the Sleep With Me podcast. That's my Daniel K. recommend. Daniel K. has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. God fucking damn it. Daniel K. has a... Daniel K. has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Fuck. Uh, yeah, and join me again next time when I'll be playing more Pup Pup Goes to the Moon. Thanks, listeners. See you around.